Welcome to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Every week, she will share valuable information that you need to know in order to successfully invest in real estate and other business endeavors in North America. We believe in helping clients invest, live, work, and play across borders. And now, your host, Lauren Cohen. Hi, everybody. I am Lauren Cohen, and I am here with the Investing Across Borders podcast, where we teach you how to invest, live, work, and play across borders. I'm super excited because today I have my good friend and actually one of my principal vendors, um, colleagues, strategic partners, uh, you name it. I've actually never met her in person, but that she's trying to make that happen. She's trying to course means going to Calgary in the winter, which is not going to happen. Anyway, I am here with <laughs> Michelle Nedelec and Michelle and I, I don't know, Michelle, how long ago did we meet? Like Scott, at the beginning of COVID, before COVID? I think it was just before COVID. Um, but yeah, it was still virtual somehow. Yeah, somehow. virtual. <laughs> so, and there's been opportunities for us to meet in person, but somehow our paths didn't cross. Like the last um, JVology in Cabo, when I didn't end up going and uh, that was a really interesting one because there's a lot that happened at that last JBology. But anyway, here we are today and Michelle and her partner, Brad, actually handle all of our tech, but it's a lot more than just handling our tech because that sounds really boring. They do a lot of our marketing and a lot of our infrastructure and um, affiliate marketing. And they forced me into, I say forced because it's really true. Because we did. In, into using Infusionsoft, <laughs> which is now called Keep. And I literally, literally did it kicking and screaming. I mean, I was kicking and screaming all the way down the road, right? Yes. So, yeah. And, and she finally turned into a convert after, you know, what, two and a half years? <laughs> it took a little bit of time. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not an easy sell. But anyway, um, Michelle and I have connected on on many levels, and she is in Calgary, right outside of Calgary, actually. And Michelle, why don't you introduce yourself and give us a little about your background, please? So I'm the creative director of a company, Awareness Strategies, and I co-founded it with my partner in business and pleasure, as we like to say. And he has had about 40 years experience putting together software solutions for big businesses like IBM, Halliburton, and... Um, about 2015 or so, we decided to go online. <laughs> this internet thing was here to stay. So we decided to do a pivot. And I noticed in my peer group that what we didn't need was one more person teaching us how to speak from stage or how to run their business, but to actually get it done and do the thing. So we decided to collaborate and pivot into the whole done for you technology side of things so that we can help uh, small businesses meaning under 20 million, <laughs> to be able to uh, automate their systems everywhere from their lead generation through their CRMs into their back-end operations uh, and make sure that everything is integrated because a lot of people don't do that and it's costing them a lot of money. Yeah, 100% true. So when you say systems and integration, um, they like it, it makes sense because when when Michelle and Brad, when I was trying to talk them into using a different system to work with me and they tried it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. It's like you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole and they can learn it and they can do it, but their specialty is in working with Infusionsoft. And that's just it. And at the end of the day, my specialty is in working with cross-border real estate investors and business owners 
I'm not working with somebody who is, um, you know, setting up an online business in uh, in Timbuktu. I'm working with people that are achieving certain goals, mainly moving into the U.S., sometimes out of the U.S. And the best thing that you can always do for yourself is to stay in your lane. And I think that that's what Michelle and Brad do so well. And they complement each other because Brad is um, not a marketing genius and Michelle is probably not a tech genius, although I think both <laughs> of them have become a little of each. Um, and understand the respective roles that they play, but they they also play very well together. And I, I'd love to ask you about that. So you guys were a couple before you became a biz- business partners, right? We were. So we have been together since 2000, and we started uh, Awareness Strategies, the corporation, in 2003. So we have been kind of partners together. Um, the interesting part about our relationship, which uh, a lot of people find fascinating, is that for about 20 years, our desks were literally an inch apart. So <laughs> he, had a, yeah, he had one side of the room, I had the other side of the room, and, and we were just kind of constantly there. And a lot of it has to do with knowing what your wheelhouse is, knowing I know I'm good at this, I know he's better at that, he knows he's good at this, but he knows that I'm better at that. And being able to have that delineation really allowed for that communication to happen. Otherwise, it would have been a whole lot of head butting and a, well, there was a whole lot of, <laughs> but it was minimized because of that. Um, and it and just seemed to work really well. So when we pivoted uh, into the tech side of things, it was just a natural uh, kind of occurrence that I would do the sales and marketing for them and for the company and being able to go on podcasts and do things like this was just my natural foray. I was, we were speaking, I was speaking before the company was a speaking and facilitation company and I was the face of the business. So it just made sense that I stayed that way. And then he of course is the tech guru. So though, even though I have taken programming, I do have my uh, object oriented software development certificate. <laughs> Sounds really geeky. It is really geeky. Uh, I just leave everything to him and go. So every once in a while, he'll go, hey, do you remember how to do this? And I'm like, oh, what's that? And he goes, oh, okay. We'll get him on track. But I'm certainly like, I may be leagues ahead of, you know, people that don't understand how to use all the apps on their phones yet, but he is leagues ahead of me. <laughs> so. Right. And and you're you're aware enough of that, that you can acknowledge it. And I think that that's how a team is able to scale and, and grow because if if you were butting heads or trying to do the same things at the same time, there would be ongoing constant challenges. Oh, absolutely. So one of the fun things that we have is he's in charge of the tech side of the company. I'm in charge of the creative side of the company. And that works super well so that the team knows who to go to for answers. It's clearly not me. <laughs> in fact, when I was doing the project management side of things, I went up to Brad and I'm like, hey, the chick in charge of project management sucked. We need to fire <laughs> fire right now. So then we got together, brainstormed and figure out kind of a, how do we have a better customer experience whereby the customers are getting the answers that they need when they need them and that I can do what I do best because I am best in kind of the strategy side of business. I can talk strategy out there. Somebody can come up to me and go, hey, I have this fishing company and I really like basketball. How do I bring those two together? And and we can storm that, brainstorm that out and come up with something that makes their heart sing and actually has a viable place in the marketplace. I haven't done that one yet, but <laughs> just two weirdest things that came to my head. And, 
And being able to do that is super fun for me and really good at it. Being able to kind of go, you know, what are the T's crossed and the I's dotted? That is not my gamut at all. So we put people in place that do that really well. And I think it served you quite nicely. Yes, absolutely. I mean, look, in any business, there's going to be hiccups and staffing hiccups. I mean, like like me, you've had to change staff. I just I I just recently had an, an amazing VA disappear. She had some health issues and she disappeared. And today, this morning, she goes, can I speak to you today? I'd like to update you. And I said, sure. I said, how's noon Eastern? And she disappeared again. So, and you know, it's very challenging because when you are working virtually like you do and like I do in our teams, I mean, you haven't met most of your team members, right? Because they're yeah. way overseas. And likewise for me, you're dependent on internet. You're dependent on them showing up. And if they don't show up, you really don't have a lot you can do because you're kind of <laughs> like, okay, well, um, I can't call their mom. Like, you know, I have no idea where they are in the world or whatever. And and I have people that like um, one of my VAs, she's she's one of my very favorite. She moved from Morocco to France while she's been working with me. So it it's it really we really do have global companies. And that's that has its challenges and its advantages. It's challenges because of the time difference, because you've got, you know, many hours, like sometimes up to 12 hours if they're in the Philippines or somewhere like that. And and it does add, if people want answers, how do you get those answers when you're dependent on these people that are not working in the same time zone? And I think that that's something that I've seen you guys definitely um, build from like roll the challenges into um, opportunities because now people that are in different time zones, like, look, I'm two hours ahead of you. Sometimes I'm nine hours ahead of you if I'm in Israel and there's always somebody to answer your questions. And I think that when you're serving a purpose like you are, which is basically like a CTO in, in essence, like an outsourced technology company that handles all kinds of different marketing and, and other stuff. Maybe you're not getting into there and saying, oh, this is why your program doesn't work. But if my site was, God forbid, taken hostage or hacked or something like that, I would go to you. And that needs to be addressed right away. And somebody on your team is there to do that. And I think that that makes a huge amount of difference. And the other thing that makes a big difference is the quality of the clients that you work with and what it creates credibility for you. I mean, I came to you because of some of the client base that you had and also because of some of the frustration I had. Now I'm not saying my company is free of frustration, but it's different frustration. I'm not frustrated that the emails aren't going out. I'm frustrated that, um, that maybe the messaging isn't as clean as we want. So we have to switch that up. And, you know, I think there's also been a huge amount of receptiveness to those ongoing changes because a lot of us entrepreneurs imagine that change our minds, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and, and Michelle is good at trying not to be mean and saying, well, I've seen a lot of changes happening. I'm like, no, no, that's what are you talking about? Everything's the same as it was. I don't know. And she'll come back because, you know, she doesn't come on all of our calls and she'll come back and say, wait a minute, this isn't what we talked about two weeks ago. So, but she's used to it because she's the same way. Well, and and entrepreneurs are a special kind of crazy, especially when they're in that, what I'm going to call a smaller phase, is that you have to be changed constantly changing the ideas in order to be able to meet the market's demands in some respects. 
and figuring out what is your wheelhouse? What are you great at? And, and how do you find that target uh, product, that signature product that identifies who you are in the industry and allows you to thrive? Until you get to that point, though, you've got a ton of stuff on the go. And anytime you have a certain level of complexity in that, you really want to have the right people in place to be able to help serve and support you on that. Because sometimes entrepreneurs have really great ideas that they just don't know how to implement. And sometimes they have really bad ideas that they just shouldn't <laughs> implement. <laughs> and there's a real fine line to knowing when when that line has been crossed and how it hasn't been. But to your point earlier, when when you have that degree of complexity, you need to have the systems in place that can support those ideas and not all systems are created equally. So I know there's a huge trend right now for making software easier for people to be able to access and make it more intuitive for them, which is fantastic and awesome, but it also takes people out of their game. They're yeah. doing things that they just should not be doing in their businesses. And it's like, okay, if you can make $1,000 an hour servicing your clients, you should not be doing $15 an hour jobs. You should no. not be doing $50 an hour jobs. You should no. probably not be doing $150 jobs. But you really want to identify what those components are. Like for us, getting a bookkeeper was the first thing because I'm like, I am not <laughs> doing this. Period. End of story. There yeah, is no amount sure. of love and money that would make me want to no. do my own accounting, and that that was like done number one. And for most people, tech is number two because it has to be done. Um, never has it been so easy to be able to access technology. You know that. Infusionsoft, for example, is now accessible to businesses that it just wouldn't have been, you know, before they started it. Before they started it, those were the kind of projects that Brad was working on. And they were multi-million dollar, you know, three-year development build-outs that, you know, small business can't afford a $3 million build-out, but they can afford a couple of hundred dollars a month to be able to do that. And then hire somebody to be able to manage those things and take it over for them, especially when they have a good business plan of how are they going to make money. And that's the big thing too, is a lot of tech companies, they'll do what you ask them to do, maybe if they don't ghost you, but they're not necessarily helping you strategically going, okay, well, what, what is the big picture on this? What do I want to create? How am I going to get that out there? And with your business in particular, you do a ton of stuff. You are like wizard in a lot of areas. So when people come to you, you got to figure out what are they coming to you for? It's not that one signature program. It's their needs and wherever they're at, which is kind of opposite to the online marketing. Usually you have, you know, a green Honda Civic, they click on the green Honda Civic. They want to buy a green Honda Civic. They do that. Whereas with your business, it's, you know, we have an entire dealership that specializes in a certain area and, and how do you articulate that well with your audience and how do you get them the information they need when they want it? Yeah, it's definitely response-based as opposed to this is what you need because that's never going to work. Maybe it did before, but now it doesn't work because everybody knows all the tricks on top of everything else. And they know the tricks and they're not falling for the tricks. So it's always going to be better if you understand what your audience wants and then deliver that. And that's where I think um, awareness strategies really helps you to hone in on those things and make sure that the way that you structure it, like, for example, we've talked a few times about lawyer in your pocket and how to mm -hmm. create this lawyer in your pocket. And there's different manifestations of it. And we've tried different things and they haven't worked for one reason or another. Oftentimes, just because I've abandoned them because some other idea comes along, imagine that <laughs> as an entrepreneur. But 
um, at the same time, every time that there's a new idea, I think the beauty, one of the, one of the benefits of working with a team like Michelle and Brad is that for me, most of my clients are Canadian and they're in Canada and they're dealing with cross-border transactions every day. Um, how, what, what percentage of your clients are in the States? At least 50%, right? I'd say 90% of them are. Okay. So, and they're not even here. They haven't been here in what, four years to the U.S., right? So they're exactly. serving these clients from their home in very cold Calgary area. And um, <laughs> just have Well, yeah, we've had clients from Europe to Sydney, Australia, as far north as the Northwest Territories, all the way down to, uh, I want to say Argentina, but it might have only been Ecuador. So our basis of international work now has never been easier. And, and one of the, <laughs> my, I am super grateful for the pandemic in that it, it allowed people to see that they really didn't have to be face-to-face. We have always gone digital uh, in being able to connect with our clientele, but there is something magical that has happened that people get now that we can create great relationships with people uh, digitally and you know, we're, we're accessing a piece of software somewhere in the States every day anyway, <laughs> doesn't really matter where we are. Right. And the beauty is like, we can go everywhere and, and still get to work. Well, it's, it's interesting because, um, so as you know, half of my world, or at least a third is somehow based in Calgary, where I've spent literally three <laughs> hours in my entire life. Okay. So now a lot of that kind of manifested through our mutual friend, Jay, and Mm -hmm. some of his connections. And a lot of it manifested from the Marketers Cruise, which was a live in-person event that I went on right before the pandemic. And half the ship, I don't know if Jay ever told you this, but half the ship at the end was sick with a cold. (laughs) That wasn't no cold. That was COVID (laughs) at the very beginning. And everybody went home. I was fine. But there was like half of them were in their rooms half the time. It was it was crazy. However, at that event, I met some other people from Calgary, like Mike Wolf, for example. And through Mike, I met Carolyn Gallardo. And then Carolyn and I became partners and we became partners. Well, we did meet in person before we actually became partners in the business that we started. But we we started working together and doing a lot of stuff together because they invest in Canada, U.S., Mexico and other places. Uh, actually us virgin islands all over jamaica mm-hmm. and then because of what i do there was a, a nice synergy and then carolyn came down to florida we met in person she stayed by me a couple of times and we developed this business called strategic rei and strategic rei strategic real estate investing has been a huge huge ad- ad- opportunity for me for for my company and for my clients because it gives them an answer to something that they were looking for and that all happened through the pandemic right I, so it, crazy. It, it's as we crazy are a very as- entrepreneurial city and um yeah. and we love to <laughs> have an international presence which is kind of funny because we i laugh that i'm one of 50 people that was born in calgary and raised here because because we're entrepreneurial and because we love to globetrot that we we will leave and come back right. and we have this wave of, uh, of interest. And, and there's clearly a huge opportunity in the States to be able to, you know, the real estate is fantastic. The, yes. the business opportunity is fantastic. The yes. market's fantastic. There's just no reason why you wouldn't want to do business in the States, no matter where you are in the world. But the especially is, if you're in Canada, 
more so yeah. than anywhere else, just because of, well, there's so many factors, proximity, ease of entry, opportunity, the ability to travel across the border easily, not needing a special visa to just come in and explore opportunities. I mean, it's just Lack there. Of accent. <laughs> a? We only talk funny sometimes, eh? <laughs> yeah, A. Um, but I, I, and, and I think that the other thing the pandemic did, because it allowed people to start doing virtual investing, and when they started looking at virtual investing, and yeah. I know many of your clients do this, then they started realizing, I don't necessarily have to be there all the time to be able to invest there, run my business, you know, do business there, serve clients there. And so it opened all these doors. And, and as much, you know, I, I, the, the pandemic is what it is, but there is a silver lining, just like my book says, there's always a silver lining. And the silver lining is that it's made the world smaller. And I think it's made all of us from the tech people to the marketing people, to the legal people, to the tax people, look at things a lot differently. But something that Michelle mentioned, which is so important, is that you and, and uh, you know, I'm in this coaching program out of San Diego. It's called Pinnacle Global Network. I'm actually going to be on with my coach in a couple of hours. I adore him. Um, it, that the, my coach always said, hire before you need the person. and don't wait until something is perfect to launch it, which I obviously don't do because I'm always trying new things because you don't know what is going to stick. And right now, right. my newest initiative is my most exciting one for me ever of working with other immigration attorneys and partnering with them to give their clients a better experience overall. What Michelle mentioned was hiring a bookkeeper and hiring a tech team. Look, I am not. When somebody asks me about taxes, I have a cross-border tax guy that comes in and talks to all my clients because I'm not that person. I don't want to be that person. You know, <laughs> forget about it. I pay my taxes. That's enough. And and you, the best thing that you can do as a business owner for yourself and for your clients is to know that this is not your wheelhouse. It's not your lane. You need to hire. And the quicker you hire and fire if you need to fire the better off you're going to be because then you're going to be able to serve your clients in your zone of genius. Michelle's zone of genius is in strategy and marketing, not tech. Brad's zone of genius is in tech. They co collaboratively provide a, a very balanced service, but they're not doing bookkeeping. That's <laughs> We're important. Bookkeeping. We're not no bookkeeping. Okay. So I, I was going to say something before you distract me on the bookkeeping. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, the heck was it? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. But keeping is not, I don't know. I don't understand how anybody can enjoy that. It's like, I, I like people ask me my numbers. I look at them. I'm like, Oh, they look good. I don't know. Like, I mean, I understand P and L's and I work on, have been working on business plans for a very long time, but would I be the one to help you develop it? No. Well, and there's so many nuances, right. And so many nuances that change and understanding international tax laws, is obviously completely different because, you know, as an operator of a company in, in Alberta, I have certain rules. And then when I go across border, I have different rules than say they do in Ontario even. Yeah. So it's, it's that knowing that that is an industry that's always changing. Oh, that's what I was going to say is you need somebody that's keeping up on that stuff. I was going to say is in the digital world, you want to sell the product before you develop the product. Yes. In the real world, you have to build a cup so that somebody can see it and you go, hey, do you want to buy this cup? 
But in the digital world, you want to conceive an idea of what that cup might look like and then sell it. And then when somebody says, yes, I want it, then you build it because otherwise you're wasting huge amounts of money and resources. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in, whether you're making cups or you're a lawyer, you want to be able to sell the products first. And sometimes it just means you have to get ahead of the fires that <laughs> created first, and then you get to plan and, and promote, but it's all good. And having a team yeah, helps you to be able to do that. It's really so true. I mean, I know Iman says this about courses all the time. You have to sell the course before you have the course ready to sell. And yeah. um, maybe that's why my course doesn't sell so well. Cause I didn't sell it first, but it's, it's, it's true. And my, my coach always says that we are selling it now before you do it. So it's all good. <laughs> Find up for the lawyer in your pocket. It's a great program. Yeah, we've conceived it a few times. <laughs> One day it will actually be conceived in a way that we want to actually manifest it, Michelle and I together, because otherwise it's never going to work if we're not on the same page on it. So, um, and and listen, I've, there's been times when Michelle, she's a very strong personality, just like me. I don't know where I got it from, but um, sometimes we butt heads, and I just say, okay. That's enough for today. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And we know that we come back because at the end of the day, we have a pandemic driven friendship, (laughs) but there's a level of trust and respect. And that is so important when you choose your vendors. And I am choosing most vendors in another country. Okay, granted, it's my home country, but it's still another country. And Mm -hmm. my, my VAs are all over, but I am choosing them because of their integrity because of the fact, the fact that they deliver and because of trust and trust at the end of the day, when you're choosing vendors and working with vendors is the number one thing. And if there's a problem, which there will be, okay, because in any good marriage, you're going to have little problems. You go and you talk it through and you work it out. And that's why we've been working together for what, at least two years now. And three years now. And and part of it is too, the, we want to partner with our clients. And at the end of the day, we want to be able to give them a hug, whether it's virtual or otherwise. So we're not going after tactics and we're not going after projects. So I know that anybody listening to this as an entrepreneur has thrown money at a tactic that didn't work. They've thrown money at a project that said, okay, we've got this done. It's fantastic. It's amazing. And now it dies because nobody knows how to maintain it. And we don't want to do that. Our goal is to help you make money, period, end of story. Your your success in business is our outcome, period. And unless we can partner with you and say, hey, this is not a good idea. You do not want to throw money at it. I mean, we will. (laughs) And we've done that many times. It's not a good idea, but we, we will do it. But just know that best practices in our experience says not to do this. And we will never say, I told you so, but we will happily move on to the next project (laughs) and go, okay, let's, let's try it this way. And, and then, you know, get things on the, on the go. And I think that's important in business. You need to have somebody that's there to be able to help you, especially if you don't have a board of directors, especially if you don't have a team of C-suites, like, and most of us don't. Right. And even if we do, they may not be as objective as we want them to be. And definitely when running projects or opportunities by Michelle, you know that she's going to be objective and you can, even if she doesn't say it, you know, (laughs) Yeah, it's a a lovely dress, but I think you should buy it in a different, (laughs) (laughs) just like, yeah, exactly. I won't tell you your baby's ugly, but I might suggest, you know, a a belt or a a little something, something. (laughs) 
So tell me um, one of the biggest mistakes that you made in developing your business, if there are any. (laughs) If there are any, you're hilarious. So we already mentioned that I should not have been my own project management. That was Mm -hmm. (laughs) knowing who to put into the, the seats in the place is paramount. And I, I think too, especially when it comes to the whole cross border thing is finding out kind of what the rules and regulations are and what the best practices are, because as you know, and as a lot of your clients know, you can go and do something and it seems perfectly logical and, and perfectly reasonable to go and do that. And then you're like, government didn't let you do it though. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. And not only do you have to fix that, you now have to start from scratch all over again. So being able to have somebody like you as a resource to be able to uh, figure out what the best way to set something up before you go into it, uh, to me, is, is the best because you waste so much time doing things the wrong way, thinking that you're gung-ho, and in, in the end, it's, it ends up costing you 100% of what you've put into it. More than 100% sometimes <laughs> because it's lost yeah. opportunity too, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. So that's a big deal. So um, tell us three tips that you would give to somebody that was either starting out other than, of course, not being your own project manager, um, starting out or moving along and trying to scale. And please don't just say you have to use Infusionsoft. You have to use Infusionsoft first. And it depends on what kind of business you want. So if you want a kind of business where you just need, you know, 10 people and you have them in your cell phone and you call them and you go, hey, do you want to get started? Let's go. Right. You don't need a complex system, but you want to know what the end game is. What are you trying to create in the end? And if simplicity is the thing and you want a high profit margin business with low kind of turnover, if you want to put it that way, fantastic. Awesome. Great. Set it up that way from the get-go. If you're a special kind of crazy like me and you're like, hey, I want to have 50 employees and I want them all around the world. And I want, <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that either. But you want to be able to set that up from the beginning. You still want to set it up in the most simplistic manner possible. And that was one of the mistakes we did was I was in charge of the tech setting up and I was listening to my coaches, my gurus going, oh, you need this and you need that and you need this and you need that. And so I ended up with this lovely Frankenware that we had. And I had a love-hate relationship with Frank because every time somebody did an update, he'd lose an eye or an appendage and and. Eventually, I just asked Brad to take it over, and he's like, oh, Jay, what have you done here? And then he found Infusionsoft and went, hey, I'm looking at changing can I and do whatever you want as long as you take care of it, couldn't care less. And there's been nothing that somebody has asked us to do that we haven't been able to do and keeping with clean systems in the end. Because a lot of people don't realize that when you have systems like Frank, you get stuff called dirty data, which I just love to say. And it really can harm your business with the the things that go awry in the back end of your business. You think it's all, oh, just do this. Yeah, well, it's not as easy as just do this. There's a lot of complexities involved in that. And no, we can't do that in 13 minutes because, and then we can explain it all to you, but then you get an aneurysm and, and you don't care anymore. It's like, or you could just give us two days. We'll go figure it out. So we do like to triage our clients. We won't get into that. So keep your systems simple, but keep the um, the long-term game plan in mind. And in my personal experience is hire somebody that has the expertise, even if it's for an hour and go, I just want to pick your brain. I just want to be able to get this down and, and go and figure out how to set it up because you don't know what you don't know. And they've spent 40 years delving into it and knowing it. So 
That's what I'd say. Yeah. It's, uh, you, you've, you've seen that little um, meme where mm-hmm. there's a thing about the guy going to fix the ship. Did, do you know that one? Yes. Yep. Okay. So, and I'll just share it. So basically they hire this guy to come and fix the ship and the guy charges whatever, $50 an hour. And he spends like 50 hours and he can't figure out how to fix the hole in the ship. So then they hire this other person who's an expert at fixing ships and he charges $10,000 an hour, but he comes in and in 10 minutes he fixes the ship. He, well, he, you know, plugs the hole and the ship is fine. And they said to him, why do you charge $10,000 an hour? And they said, well, he said, well, didn't I just fix your ship? And that's really what it's about because that guy has the experience and know-how and the, uh, the, the, the ability to find the problem right away. And so there is a differential in the cost of that service, but that differential saves you the hours and hours of wasted time and money in not fixing the ship with the guy that's cheaper. So right. why go with the cheaper option when you can go with the best? And a quality is always, in my book, going to win over quantity. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a great example on this. We have one client that said, okay, we've, we've, I want to get everything in order first before we come and work with you. And I said, that's probably not the best idea because we're probably going to have to change. And they're like, well, I just want to get it in place. Okay, fine. So they spent no less than $50,000 setting up their systems and, uh, and said, okay, so we want to set up this affiliate program. And it's like, well, your CRM doesn't have affiliate programs, period. You have none. You have zero ability to do that. The only thing you can do at this point is set up a web page slash Lauren slash Michelle. And there's no way you're going to be able to do this because you're looking at having 60 affiliates. Like you're not, you're going to have so much manual labor trying to track and figure this out. It's, it's useless. Uh, we have to change everything that you've done from your website all the way to, yeah. and to set it up. And it's like, or we cannot, and you just don't set up your business the way you wanted it to. But I did and that too. It breaks my heart. It sucks because they hire on tactics and and they don't understand what the back end is that has to get set up. So yeah, just spend the time to find out. And it's like calling you, right? Somebody calls you and how many headaches and how much, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of investments can they save themselves in a one hour conversation? And then it just, you know, after that, it's like, okay, it just makes sense to stick around here because well, you've already made the money. It, listen, it's not, it's, it's not a one size fits all option. Yours is not one size fits all. If people are married to whatever software they're using, then you if may it's not working great, don't, okay, don't bring right? something that's working. We're not, it's we, it we don't want to work with everybody because if we did, we would never be able to do anything else. And uh, that would be that. But it, it's about finding the, the fit that makes sense for you and people that resonate with you and have similar mindset and similar approach to doing business and are used to having, like for me, if you're used to do, working with squirrels, you know, I have a few squirrels come along every now and then. And, um, and I'm like, Oh, but I'm always, like I said, I'm always happy. Right. When the, our, our last initiative, the one with the immigration attorneys, when Michelle was like, Oh, I like this one. I'm like, Oh, I knew it was a winner. I knew it was a home run. And, but when she, right. she validated me and I said at the beginning of our conversation, I go, well, you validated me. She goes, you don't need validation. Yes, I do. We all <laughs> need validation because at the end of the day, we're only as good as the, I, the next idea that we have or the last idea that we had. And so I just want to thank you, Michelle, for, 
being there for me, being there for our company, helping us to move from a tiny little whatever to something that was able to scale as much as we did in 2022, because it was an absolutely crazy year. You know, January 8th, it's two days away. We had 108 inquiries in one day. Okay. That, I mean, I'm praying for a big snowstorm in Toronto. Sorry. We won't, this won't be published by <laughs> Sorry, then, Toronto. But, <laughs> right. But, um, but that was a crazy day that forced us to create a bot. And the bot was because it was the only thing that could respond to the volume. So, you know, it's all about figuring out what makes the most sense. And then we had to integrate the bot into all of our systems so that there was a way to track the incoming, um, the incoming inquiries. And that's where the tech team came in. So I thank you, Michelle, for being there, for being my friend, for supporting me throughout my journey and, uh, at least for the past three and whatever years. And now I'm just onboarded for another year. So I'm stuck with her no matter what. And she's stuck with me. We have a convert. We have a convert. <laughs> no, I still am not a you know huge fan. I just, I, it's a, it's a must do. I, there's no choice. It works. Right? It works. It's like, I have to wake up at five 30 in the morning to take my kid to school. I don't have a choice. Either that or he doesn't go to school. So <laughs> that is what it is. So um, I wish you all happy new year. And Michelle, again, thank you. Please tell everybody how they can find you. Of course, it will be in all the show notes, but please tell everybody how. Absolutely. So we have a gift that we'd love to give your audience, and it is a website audit. And what it does is it goes through and it scrapes your website and finds out all your red lights, green lights, and yellow lights. Basically, your red lights are things that you have to stop doing right now because Google is stopping traffic going to your site. Uh, it usually involves acronyms. So at the end of the report, you get a link to be able to connect with me and we'll go through what it means in English. <laughs> There's your yellow lights where they're slowing your traffic down and what you want to do to be able to increase that. And then you'll have some green lights, which are Google's letting the traffic go to your site. Awesome. Yay. We get to celebrate some things. And uh, this report you can give to your team, get them to work on things, or you can, whatever the case is, but I'll just help you to Translate it into English, and if it makes sense, go carry on the conversation. We can do that. But that's a $500 value for that report, plus you get half an hour of my time. So that is for free. You can go to awarenessstrategies.com slash website dash audit. And one thing to know about awareness strategies is there's three S's in the middle. <laughs> awareness strategies. So there's four S's in the whole word. Uh, word. <laughs> Just confuse you. So thank you very much. And that's a great gift. And thank you. And take care. I'm going to go and record my videos now. Awesome. Thank you for having me. That was super fun. I want to thank Michelle Nedelec for joining me today from Awareness Strategies in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And uh, I am Lauren Cohen signing off for today from Investing Across Borders, the podcast where we teach you how to invest, live, work, and play across borders. Thank you so much for joining us. Please do subscribe, like our podcast, and give us a five-star rating so that we can continue to bring value to you. Take care, and I hope to see you on this side of the border sometime soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Make sure to check the show notes for any links and for guest contact information. If you have questions for Lauren, please reach out to her at founder at ecouncilglobal.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with a friend.